Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get it done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this edition number 24 of the 1853 podcast of Mammoth's 2017-18 school year, we'll find out what Mammoth Stockdale Fellows did last week over their spring break. We'll also hear from Mammoth's 11th NCAA track and field national champion, that's Dan Evers, and we'll also hear from his coach, Roger Haynes. And Associate Chaplain Jessica Hawkinson will tell us about Mammoth's Lux Summer Theological Institute for Youth. That's getting ready for its second Summer of Scholars. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guest, I want to tell you about a new exhibit that's opened over in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery in Hughes Library. The new exhibit features works by seven members of Mama's very talented art faculty. The exhibit's on display through April 6th, and on next week's podcast, we'll hear from one of those faculty artists. But I wanted to tell you now about it this week so you can make plans to visit the Everett Gallery and also plan to attend the reception, which will be from 3 until 4.30 in the afternoon on March 23. The artist will speak during that March 23rd reception at 3.30 in the afternoon. You can read more about the exhibit on the Monmouth College website, which of course is monmouthcollege.edu. Last week was spring break for the students and faculty of Monmouth College. And of course, for many folks, that usually means a week to catch up on their classes, maybe their grading, or possibly heading somewhere to relax. But for a group of Mammoth James and Sybil Stockdale fellows, spring break meant spending the time down in Grafton, Illinois to help the good folks at Living Lands and Waters of Moline, Illinois, clean up that region of the Mississippi River. The project was led by Mammoth's Assistant Director of Leadership Development, Jake McLean, who's also the advisor to the Stockdale fellows. Jake said it was a productive and memorable spring break week. River cleanup, we were doing uh, restoration at a state park uh, and then painting uh, some youth cabins. Uh, and uh, it, was a, it was a wild and cold week. Jake says that a spring break service trip is part of a tradition at Monmouth to use spring break to make society a better place. Yeah, so the Alternative Spring Break program has existed at the college, and uh, different groups uh, representing different organizations go and uh, do a week of service uh, instead of uh, hanging out on the beach. Uh, we know a lot of our uh, peers and our colleagues uh, would prefer warmer temperatures, but uh, we traded that in for uh, life vests and, uh, and lots of layers uh, to go and do some service. I hoped as the program coordinator that the students would take away uh, is first uh, to uh, be more conscious of what you're doing in your environment. Um, you know, we picked up a lot of trash, uh, and there's only uh, there's only more out there because uh, we didn't get it all in our in our week. Named in honor of late Mammoth's alumnus Vice Admiral James Stockdale, who was a member of the class of 1946, and his wife Sybil. 
The Stockdale Fellows Program aims to develop student leaders through a mix of special leadership courses, community service, and scholarship. Along with Monmouth Presbyterian scholars, the Stockdale Fellows Program is one of the college's more prestigious scholarship, leadership, and enrichment programs. During last year's spring break, the Stockdale Fellows went to Washington, D.C. for a service trip. Jake says that service weeks do a good job building camaraderie among the Stockdale Fellows, who now number 36. The Stockdale Fellows Program, uh, at, its, at its center, is focused on leadership. Uh, and one of the uh, essential elements of leadership is that of service. Uh, and uh, students being able to engage uh, with what they've learned in the fall from our leadership training program and then taking that and doing service in their community, uh, whether we do that locally or uh, in a national trip, uh, you know, it makes a big difference uh, for them because they can kind of see leadership at work. Uh, and so as we continue building our alternative spring break options, uh, we'll look for more opportunities that build upon their knowledge of leadership. Lexi Bauer is a sophomore Stockdale fellow from Springfield, Illinois. She made her second alternative spring break trip this year, and she says the trips have two great benefits. Overall, it was a really rewarding experience being able to go out and kind of make a difference, as well as bonding with the other fellows. Um, especially since we just picked up an entirely new class of them. So it was a really, really amazing experience to kind of get to know the people around you in such a uplifting environment. Freshman Elizabeth Redesell is from Davenport, Iowa. She says the service trip was a pleasant surprise. No, I, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, but I really feel like I connected with my other Stockdale fellows and with the other groups that were there. Because I was expecting it to be cold and snowy and gross because we're on the river, but I enjoyed the cold, windy times on the river because I was with friends and we did a lot of fun stuff. Freshman Nick Thomas of Elmhurst, Illinois, also said the trip was an amazing experience. Not only did he learn a lot from the service, but he enjoyed getting closer to his fellow Stockdale fellows. Well, when I came, I really only knew like two people, but this program especially has... um, like helping make a lot more new friends, like where I wouldn't normally expect to. Freshman Joe Donor of Arlington Heights, Illinois, benefited from the trip in several ways as well. It also helped him with his major, which is in environmental studies and international studies. Oh, I loved it. Um, I had a really great time, and uh, I learned a lot about uh, kind of environmentally related topics, which was great considering my major, and I learned how to... uh, I learned how to like live on a barge a little bit too, which was interesting to see. Doing this activity really kind of helped uh, focus me and like recenter why I'm going to school for what I'm going to school for. You heard from four of Mama's Stockdale fellows, along with Jake McLean, their advisor, talking about their alternative spring break trip down to Grafton, Illinois. There's a story about the trip on the Mammoth College website, which of course is at mammothcollege.edu. As you might have read on MammothScots.com, Mammoth Track and Field had its 11th NCAA Division III National Champion crowned last Friday. It happened down in Birmingham, Alabama, when senior pole vaulter Dan Evers cleared the bar at 17 feet 7 and a quarter inches. That's almost three inches higher than his previous indoor personal best. It was the sixth best all-time indoors in the NCAA Division III and only six inches short of the NCAA Division III record. 
Dan, who is from Sugar Grove, Illinois, is now a five-time NCAA All-American, and he's the third Fighting Scott to win a national title in the pole vault. And Dan says it was a pretty special feeling to win a national title. Uh, the experience that I had at nationals was just amazing. I mean, the crowd, the atmosphere, everything about it was just amazing. It was during the middle of the 5K, too, when I was vaulting, so... Just having everyone, you know, because it's a lot of laps in the 5K, so not everyone's paying attention to that. So just having everyone there, you know, clapping, cheering me on, and just a huge atmosphere, a huge crowd. It was just a, an amazing experience. Dan became interested in the pole vault when he was in middle school. He competed in the event in high school, but he never cleared 14 feet. That changed after Dan came to Mammoth. He grew from 5 foot 4 inches to more than 6 feet. He was able to clear 14 feet and then some. And Dan also made a deal with Monmouth track and field coach Roger Haynes. I figured I'd grow my hair out too, and Coach Haynes and I had a little agreement that uh, as long as I don't put it up or do anything crazy with it, you know, braid it, whatever, I was able to grow it out. And I was like, oh, cool, he's a super old-style coach, so, you know, he doesn't like the long hair look or any weird jewelry or anything like that, so... I figured, hey, you know, he's letting me beat the system here. So I said, screw it, let's do it. So I started growing out my hair, and uh, it worked out. I mean, that's where all my powers are. All my powers are in my hair. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, uh, sophomore year, I uh, qualified for the national meet, and Coach Haynes had a bet with me that if I qualified, I could buy him. I think it was a T-shirt at first. I could get him any T-shirt I wanted. And I was just like, oh, man, I got to get, I got to make this and just get the most ridiculous. Well, it was me and my uh, teammate, Joe Ward. We were going to get him, like, a ridiculous, like, shirt with an animal on it or something stupid like that. But and then I qualified, and he said, and I always wore hats around. And he was like, let's make it a hat. And we were like, okay, like, cool, we'll just do, like, a funny hat or something. And we get to the national, I qualify, so we're like, yes, this is happening. So we get to the national meet, and <laughs> we find this stupid flat-brim hat that says fresh on it. It's got, like, this red cheetah print. It was just so funny, and we gave it to Coach, and he's wearing it around. I don't know. Just, just What I'm getting at is just the experience here has just been awesome, you know, around my teammates, you know, the guys helping each other out, pushing each other in sprints and everything like that, and Coach Haynes just joking around with us, having a good time, making us feel at home. So that's what it's all about, really, in the end of the day. I mean, the progression will come. You just got to have the right mindset. You got to have the right work ethic, and you just got to put yourself in good situations to improve. That's basically where I wanted to go, and, and it's worked out. I mean, here I am, senior year, national champion. I mean, that's been the goal. As Mammoth's longtime track and field coach, Roger Haynes, points out, the secret to Dan's success is more than the hair. It's also being focused and dedicated to his craft. People have asked me a lot of questions the last few weeks about Dan's career, and he's a hard worker, but I don't know if he's the hardest worker. That's hard to say, but I think he is the most consistent worker. If you give him something to do, he's going to do it. He's going to do it essentially 100%. And uh, that gives you a, a great opportunity to be consistent when there's pressure, and that's pretty much where he's come from from his freshman year. He became an important part of our team as a freshman, as a scorer, and then as he just accounted for, he was a All-American indoors and outdoors as a sophomore. So that starts setting the stage for bigger things and clearing higher bars. But basically, he's just not wasted any time in terms of his progress, and he's still got 10 more weeks to finish his outdoor career here at Monmouth. So we've got 10 more weeks worth of work and progress to try to get done there. That's the thing he's done best, I would say. And Dan says that as he prepares for his final outdoor track and field season at Monmouth, he sets some pretty lofty goals. 
what more can I do? You know, how, where are my limits? Where can I go from here? You know, that's where I was looking right away. I was thinking, Hmm, where, what's the next barrier? And that's 18 feet. I mean, honestly, 18 feet would be awesome to hit, you know, just, just try and progress. That's the main goal is just progression constantly looking, looking for new ways to progress, looking for growth. You know, that's the ultimate goal and just pushing yourself, just continuing to push. Never settle, never quit. That's Mama's 11th track and field national champion, Dan Evers. You also heard from track and field coach Roger Haynes. He's coached all 11 of those national champion fighting Scots. Mama's outdoor track and field season begins March 23 and 24 up at Augustana College. You can follow Mammoth Track and Field on Twitter at ScottsTFXC. And you can follow all of Mammoth Athletics on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. Of course, point your browser to MammothScots.com for your home on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. And this is a good point in the podcast to remind you of the multitude of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the vast social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth. And the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat. And that's at This Is Monmouth. And then when you need to rock and roll, be sure to dial up Monmouth on Spotify. That's the place on the web where you can jam with the Scots. You're listening to the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm your host, Dwayne Bonifer, in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. The second edition of Monmouth's very successful Lux Summer Theological Institute will be held this July 15th through July 29. The deadline to apply for it is May 1. The Lux Summer Theological Institute is the perfect experience for theologically curious high school students. It's a great opportunity for rising high school sophomores through graduated seniors to participate in a living learning community through study, worship, community engagement, service, recreation, and vocational exploration. And thanks to a generous grant from the Lilly Endowment, the entire two-week experience is free. The theme of this year's institute is Caring for God's Creation, Thinking Theologically About Ecology and Justice. Jessica Hawkinson, Mammoth's Associate Chaplain, directs the Lux Institute. She says it promises to be another great two weeks this summer at Mammoth. So I think one of the sort of central aims of the Summer Institute is to give um, young people a sense of vocation that's uh, connected in with uh, the work of the church. So to really see how theological concepts can be relevant to some of the biggest issues facing our world community. Um, And so this is a chance for them for two weeks to get away from their um, daily summer lives to come here and meet with similar students in a similar age group um, that care about the same issues and are, are invested deeply in their faith. So uh, it's an opportunity to kind of encounter some um, new new experiences, both in this community and also explore theology in ways that they might not be able to in their local congregations. Jessica says the theme for this year's Lux Institute was a natural one to select, given Monmouth College's strengths. So we kind of looked at um, what Monmouth does best. And so last summer was um, the emphasis was on food security because of the college's interest. And we think that the um, that Monmouth offers similar assets for the topic of care of creation. So we'll be visiting um, 
the uh, Monmouth College campus farm and the nature preserve and working with our environmental studies faculty um, and, and kind of taking advantage of all of the resources that Monmouth has to offer in, in that field. So, um, so that's, I think, what we, for both last year and this year, we kind of play to our strengths a little bit in terms of um, the really wonderful opportunities we can provide with students. And Jessica says the feedback that she received from the inaugural Lux Institute was very positive. So, um, I think all of the students reflected um, in one way or another that the theology was challenging, that it was um, kind of awe-inspiring and new for them. Um, and it helped build, I think, their self-confidence and their perception of themselves as, um, as individuals that can do theology. That's Monmouth Associate Chaplain Jessica Hawkinson. She directs the dynamic Lux Summer Theological Institute, which will be held this July 15 through July 29. For more information about the Lux Institute or to recommend a theologically curious high school student to attend it, you can check it out on the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash lux hyphen summer. monmouthcollege.edu slash lux hyphen summer. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll chat with one of the faculty members who has some works in the very good exhibit now on display over in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery. Communication studies professor Josh Hawthorne taught a class last fall about fake news, and it's gotten a lot of attention. And we'll also check in, as we do every week, with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this 24th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.